Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Thank you for tuning into this worship podcast today. We're going to take a listen in just a few minutes to a short passage that's found in the very end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation. It's not really a book we spend too much time reading, but it has these beautiful words of God's promises to each of us and seems especially helpful to listen to today. So as you're hearing this scripture reading, focus in on the word new. What comes to your mind when you think of something that's new? What images pop into your head? Maybe you think of new clothes or a new day, a new coat of paint on the wall. What do any of those images have to do with our connection to God? I'm going to spend a little time today thinking about that word new 
in particular, what it means when we hear that God promises to make all things new, what that means for each of our lives. But first, let's take a listen to these words of Scripture. So here are the words from the book of Revelation, chapter 21. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be God's people, and God will be with them. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And then the Lord said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. All right, so hopefully you heard that promise from God about making things new in our life. So now let's take a listen to a reflection on that promise and how it connects to our own lives and faith. Well, if you have been uh, paying attention to the local news lately, you might have heard about a campaign to take the current I-80 bridge that spans the Mississippi and turn it into what is now being called, or um, thought to be called, the Bison Bridge. Currently, there are these plans in the works to construct a new bridge somewhere in that vicinity of where the current one is, and there's this movement to try to convince the Department of Transportation to repurpose this old bridge, or what is the current one now, rather than just tear it down. So instead, the thought is that it could actually um, become a, a pedestrian crossing, or even wildlife could use some of the space, and um, it could include bike and walking trails all throughout the bridge. It's really kind of a way to think imaginatively and creatively about this structure that's already in place, and ultimately to repurpose it for something new and meaningful and useful in the community to give it a kind of new life. And the concept of repurposing, usually on a much smaller scale than a gigantic bridge, um, isn't really all that new. Uh, my grandmother, at least, uh, used to have a cabinet full of those old plastic uh, crock butter containers that were, that were used and then cleaned out and, and then were kind of a cheap Tupperware. Uh, or my grandpa would use them to hold all the nuts and bolts in his garage or the sour cream containers emptied out and repurposed for different ways. I discovered a few years ago that the paper towel roll, an old paper towel roll, is a perfect size to uh, roll um, Christmas, a string of Christmas lights around and then store them so they're not all tangled when you pull them out uh, the following Christmas. New purpose for old things, giving it a kind of new life in a sense. There's actually this same sort of idea, anyway, of repurposing in Scripture. In this passage I just read for you from Revelation, there's no talk about paper towel rolls or butter containers, but the writer of Revelation 
is talking about this vision that he's received from God where God chooses to live among us humans, wiping the tears from our eyes, loving us just as we are, and saying to each of us, I am making all things new. And to be honest, when I hear that word new, I'm tempted to imagine something like when you and you open up a brand new box of shoes that you've just purchased. They've never been worn before, not a speck of dirt on the soles. You sort of have to break them in a couple times when wearing them. Or when you get into a car and then there's that totally identifiable new car smell that can never be replicated, but you know it instantly, the, the smell of kind of clean upholstery and fresh air. That's the kind of thing I think that comes to mind when we think of the word new, something entirely and separately all on its own. So when we hear this passage today, it's tempting to kind of think of newness in that same sort of way, like buying shoes or picking out new glasses, a kind of one-time event, or even sometimes more of a, a future event. You think to yourself, someday I will save up enough money to buy a new car or a new-to-me car to replace the one with 200,000 miles and this chocolate stained and grained in the back seat or that always smells like old french fries somehow. Replace that old car with something new. At some point in the future, we will experience that kind of fresh start, a new beginning. But I don't think that's exactly the image that scripture, at least this passage of scripture, is trying to get at or help us grasp when God says, see, I am making all things new. It's not that there's a future waiting for you someday that eventually God will turn things around, whatever your life holds. But instead, the verse actually says, see, I am making all things new. Present tense. God is constantly at work, creating this renewed joy or restored hope in our life, reassuring us of God's presence over and over again. Not someday, but right now. And just as importantly as that present tense of God's work in our lives is that focus on that word new, the promise of God making things new in our lives. Scripture doesn't say that God is making things entirely different. We're not starting over from scratch, not erasing everything else that has happened or consumed our lives in recent days, but simply that God is making things new. So when we've had a string of bad days or it feels like absolutely nothing is going right in our lives, when, when scripture tells us that God's mercies are new every day, it's not that our circumstances are new every morning. So God promises to come along and to help us pick up the pieces a little bit, put us back together again in some sort of new way. And it doesn't mean that we forget or erase everything else going on in our lives. But it's this continual peace and compassion of God that gives us some kind of hope that maybe we could start again. God is making all things new. Maybe it's a little bit like uh, if you and your spouse have a disagreement today about 
taking out the garbage. Purely hypothetical, of course. Have a disagreement about taking out the garbage. And you eventually find your way to mutual understanding, resolve the conflict, and then you wake up tomorrow. You're not going to act as though that argument, that disagreement never happened. At least I hope not, right? You're going to have learned from that disagreement. You're going to be a better spouse or friend or coworker or whatever the disagreement might be because you have learned something about yourself and about the other to change to become new. Or we've been, we're celebrating our high school seniors here this morning. We just had a, a milestone conversation downstairs a little bit ago. And this transition that you seniors are making in your next steps in life and faith, whether that be school or work or some other adventures. I imagine many of us remember what it's like to be 17 or 18 or going into that new transition of our lives and the challenges and the joys that that time in our lives holds for us, figuring out independence and navigating all sorts of decisions on our own, who we want to be in the future and who we have been for the last 17, 18 years. Who we were or who we are has informed how we will discover our purpose, our meaning in this world into the future. You seniors, you will come to see how God is creating a kind of newness in your lives. New adventures, new experiences, and they're only actually created because of the wisdom and the joy and even the missteps, the mistakes of your past. Who you were yesterday will help make you a new person that you were becoming tomorrow. I think there's actually a similar kind of idea or a truth for those of us who have experienced loss or grief in our lives. Most often, actually, when we hear this passage from Revelation, it tends to be at funerals. I think that's because, in a way, the death of a loved one can sometimes feel like a little bit of an ending in our lives. Like the lives we had, the way, the person we are or were is not in existence anymore without that person in it. We can never be the same person again without that person we love. And with any ending, the only way to kind of continue on then is with some kind of new beginning. So God comes along and puts us back together in a rearranged sort of way. Not the same as we were, we can't be. That person we love isn't there still holding on to the memories or the gift of that person's life and ours. God never says in scripture that our sadness or our emptiness will be erased, but somehow we get to discover a new life, even as we're in the midst of grief or sadness. At every stage of our lives, We can see where both our past failings and our successes, all the good and the not-so-good moments of our lives, they are mixed together to help create this new person that God is forming us to be today. That in spite of, or actually maybe because of, who we were yesterday, we are God's new creation today. I think it's honestly a little bit like uh, shoes, (laughs) 
Earlier this week, I was talking with a friend of mine about um, repairing some sandals, and now it's turned to summer overnight, so I was getting out my two favorite pairs of shoes that I love, one of which is uh, a pair of Birkenstock sandals that I've owned forever, and I've had re-corked, kind of the cork of the, the sole tends to kind of disintegrate a little bit, so I've had the sole re-corked twice now. <laughs> and the other pair is a pair of Chaco sandals, like a sport sandal you wear during the summertime that I bought way back in college, which feels longer and longer ago now. And I've had the soles replaced, the, the soles have literally fallen off the sandals three times. And I've taken it back to be replaced over and over and over again. Now these shoes are perfectly worn in, they fit my feet perfectly, they have carried me all over creation. You can call me cheap if you want, that I have repaired these shoes so many times rather than just buying new ones. But every time I go down to Hayes Shoe Repair, I pick up these new but very old shoes now. I'm thrilled, actually, because they have been beat up and worn down and then kind of put back together again. And they're not perfect, but they are in their own way new, over and over and over again. And it seems to me that is a perfect image of what God does with us, God's presence in each of our lives. God is, in a sense, repurposing our lives each and every day. We are not a brand new car with that new car smell or a new pair of shoes. I actually think it's better that way. We carry with us years of memories and experiences of ups and downs and joys and sorrows, but God is constantly putting us back together in a new way because of those things. God is making all things new for us today. Amen. Creatures worship God most high, sound every voice in earth and sky.
turn now to God in prayer, speaking those words Jesus taught us through the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. God's mercies are new every single morning, and today is no exception. So may you embrace the newness that God is forming within you, today and every day. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way, you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.